Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. Where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins, and much more. Let's dive in. We have an amazing guest today, Julie Hansen. Julie Hansen is a virtual selling expert who helps salespeople connect, collaborate, and close more deals using video. Julie is the author of three sales books, including the new Amazon bestseller "Look Me in the Eye." using video to build relationships with customers partners and teams she's also the founder of the selling on video masterclass julie worked as a professional actor appearing in over 50 films plays and television shows so i welcome julie hi julie hi very nice to be here with you and i must say you're doing wonderful job on you know teaching virtual selling it's really new concept after listening to your podcast and other videos i understood what is virtual selling <laughs> how to do sales through virtual selling right it's not something that we just naturally know how to do right because it's, yeah. it's a, a new medium so that requires new skills yeah so just can you give a brief um, summary about how your sales journey has started absolutely i actually started out as a buyer so i would have sales people calling on me and i was felt like you know they were having a lot more fun than i was they were had a lot more freedom met all kinds of people where i was chained to my desk and so i made that transition and what was interesting i you know i love people and i love working with different companies and having all the the different uh, personalities but i didn't realize how different it would be because when you're a buyer of course everybody takes your call right yeah. and everybody wants to hear from you and you don't get rejected and and sales is very different and so i really struggled that first year to gain confidence and not get personally you know hurt by the rejection so i thought what can i do to get over this hurdle and to really gain confidence and you know speaking up in front of people and find my voice and so i started taking some acting classes and so that really helped me with all those things with you know gaining confidence being able to present in front of people and just really be present and not be so self-conscious and so that was sort of my path as far as you know it helped me become a better salesperson helped me become a better manager and then from that i started my own business coaching other sales people on how to use some of the techniques i learned as an actor to be more confident and to present more effectively in front of audiences okay and uh, what do you think the commonalities uh, between uh, actor and the uh, sales profession is there uh, any difference or there's a common things both of them there's a lot in common and that's what really struck me and what my first book act like a sales pro is about or the things that i learned as an actor were so informative for me as a sales person because as an actor you're really learning how to communicate as effectively as possible and how to really connect with your scene partner how to really be present and in the moment and as an actor you do all your rehearsal and your practice before you get in front of the camera 
right? And learning how to apply that in sales, I think is equally important because I see a lot of salespeople that are just practicing on customers, right? We don't put the practice in. We don't understand that to be able to have that freedom and be able to really focus on your customer, you know, you have to prepare ahead of time so that you can be present because many people are on these virtual calls and they're like, okay, I got to deal with my platform. I got to look at my customer. I got to show slides. I got to say this. And so they're not able to really connect on that level. As you rightly said, preparation is really important in sales. Do you think of virtual selling, is it a learnable skills anyone can learn or it's really, you know, tough to adopt and implement? Absolutely a learnable skill. Because like I said, there's nothing natural about it. People aren't naturally born with the ability to speak well on camera. Maybe some people are just fortunate they happen to be good on camera, but it's not an innate ability. Even as an actor, you know, most actors start out in the theater like I did. And when you transition to work on a film or a television show, you have to navigate this world very differently. I went to my first on-camera audition and I just did the same things I did for a theatrical audition. And of course they were like, whoa, what are you doing? Right? Stop, look at the camera. It's over there. Don't do this. Don't do that. And so I learned that in order to succeed in this medium, I had to learn some new skills. And so I did what actors do when they want to transition to working in front of the camera, which is I took some on-camera training classes. And that really teaches you how to act as naturally as possible in this small space and communicate you know, through the camera to your audience and really make your audience feel connected. And those are not natural skills. So they absolutely can be learned. And that's why I put together the Selling on Video Masterclass to really walk people through how do you look at a camera and see your customer and how do you move within this environment that doesn't, you know, distract people and that supports your message and get your ideas across effectively. I think uh, you are the right person to teach us uh, virtual selling because you already have the experience, right? In front of camera, studio, everything. So There's a lot of advice out there. And that's part of the reason I wrote the book too, because there's a lot of advice from people who have never really worked professionally on camera. Like do this, don't use your hands, do that. It's very confusing for salespeople to try and figure it out by themselves. And the thing is, we don't have to figure it out by ourselves because a whole other industry has been doing this for decades and decades, whether it's TV personalities or actors, they have figured out how to connect with an audience through a camera. And so it's interesting as we expect business people to just put your camera on and figure it out, right? Like I said, there are some techniques that help you achieve that same effect. You know, I really can relate to it because I believe eye-to-eye contact plays a very important role, whether it is virtual or a face-to-face meeting, because you will able to really understand their psychology, what is going on in their mind, whether they're really happy continuing the conversation or they're little, you know, hesitant to continue the conversation. Everything we will be able to know through eye-to-eye contact. What do you think about it? Yes. Relationship experts say in order to build a relationship, you should aim for making eye contact about two thirds of the time. It's one of the quickest ways to build a relationship. It When we are making direct eye contact with someone, it releases oxytocin, which is a hormone that makes us feel more, you know, they call it the love hormone, 
but it just makes you more receptive to the other person. It makes the other person that's making eye contact with you, you, you feel like they are telling the truth. They appear confident. So all these good qualities are associated with eye contact. Now, the problem is it's much more difficult to make eye contact virtually because you have to look at the camera, which does not always align with your customer's face, right? So that is the skill to be able to learn to look at the camera, to to see your customer in that camera, and then also to know how to read their body language while you're looking at the camera. So that's a technique that I teach in the book and the masterclass because there's an art to it, right? It's not natural. And what a lot of people do is they'll do this sort of shifty up, down, up, down. (laughs) And our eyes convey a lot of meaning to our customer just subconsciously. You know, when we see people with shifty eyes, we think they're not telling the truth. They're not confident. They don't have credibility. So our eyes really play a a very important role in, you know, face-to-face selling and virtual selling. It's just, we have to work at it harder on virtual sales because of the environment that we're in. You know, one more question has just came to my mind. Whether through eye-to-eye contact or the face-to-face or virtual, will we be able to transfer our energy, you know, positive energy, the vibes to the opposite person? What do you think? Yes, yes. It, you know, it really is a transfer of energy and eye contact is part of that energy. You can feel it, you know, when someone is looking down, you don't feel as connected to them, right? You feel their energy is sort of focused in another direction. And virtually, we already lose a, quite a bit of energy because we're not face to face. We have that natural energy that we're able to to convey. So we're already at a bit of a disadvantage. So when you take away eye contact and you have very little body language going on, it's really hard for those relationships to take hold. So it's important to use that tool. So can you share some tips to build the customer relationships through virtual selling? Yes. Relationships are really the heart of sales. And it's important to understand what makes a relationship possible. And so in the book, I talk about there's certain qualities that need to be present for a relationship to take hold. And things like you have to think the other person is listening to you, that they're interested, that they care about you, right? They have empathy, they're credible, they're authentic. And all those qualities, if they are present, you have a much greater chance of building a relationship. Because you're not going to build a relationship with someone who you think is not being themselves, isn't listening, or is not a credible person. Now, the problem is that we have spent our entire lives working on those skills, those relationship building skills in person, right? We know how to express active listening. We know how to be interested in person. We know how to convey credibility. But virtually, we are not communicating those qualities, For instance, you know, we talked about eye contact. If I am not looking at the camera, which is the only way my customer is going to feel like I'm listening to them or I'm interested in them or I'm trustworthy, then my customer is going to have a hard time connecting with me, right? No matter what great message I'm saying, if I am, you know, if I'm basically looking at my desk the whole time we're talking, your customer is going to feel like I don't really feel like they're present. And sometimes I hear people say, well, they know that I'm looking at their image on the screen, but our customer is not necessarily going to make excuses for our behavior. That's not their job, especially if it's someone you're just meeting. They're not going to give you all the excuses that somebody who knows you might. Also, relationships are not built on logic. That's a logical explanation. 
well, they're busy. They're managing their platform. They're trying to read my body language. They're trying to do all this. Those are reasons. Relationships are built on feelings and emotions. And so all I know as a customer, if you're not looking at me, if you appear distracted, if you're you know, moving quickly, that you appear nervous or disinterested. And that's what the end of the day, people are going to remember. And how important to switch on the video, you know, many customer hesitant to, you know, switch on the video, even though you would like to switch on the video, but opposite person not switching on. So what do you? That is a problem. And we can't necessarily control what other people do. Like I can't make my customer put their camera on. I can encourage them to before the call by saying, Hey, I'm going to be on video. It'd be great to see you too, since we can connect. And then when they get on the call, if they don't have it on, just say, Hey, should we put our video on just to, you know, say hello. And, you know, sometimes people have a good reason not to have their camera on. So I don't feel like you can push them. Uh, You don't want to make prospect defensive. Right. But we have to, as salespeople, we have to get comfortable speaking to that camera, whether we can see the other person or not, because they're still there and they get all the advantage of seeing you and your body language and seeing that you're a real person and you're trying to connect with them. It's real important that you still have your camera on and don't use that as an excuse, because otherwise, why are we having video calls if we're not showing our face? right? There's so much value in getting in front of a customer and letting them get to know you. You know, we've complained for years as salespeople like, well, my customers don't see me as a real person, right? They just think of me as a business person. Well, here we are. Now we have this opportunity for customers to come into our homes for us to see, you know, their homes and to have a different relationship on a more equal footing. And to not take advantage of that is really short-sighted. That's true. And uh, if at all people do not learn the skill, you know, virtual selling skill, what is that they're going to lose? They're going to be at a real disadvantage because this skill that we've been practicing over the past 20 months is really showing us that there is another way to communicate with customers. Customers actually prefer these virtual interactions with salespeople. So if we're really concern about how the buyer likes to be engaged, then we need to note that. And it's also a much more efficient process, especially early on in the stage, you know, the sales cycle. So the genie is not going to go back in the bottle, right? This is going to be part of our toolkit. And moving forward, as people are maybe doing a combination of live and virtual interactions, your virtual skills need to compete with other people's in-person skills. So where we're at now is really not going to cut it. We got on camera very quickly as an industry and, you know, that was great. And that was really important just to make that first step. But now we have to really look at, are we using the camera in a way that really helps our relationship and builds a relationship? Or are we just using it as a phone, a glorified phone, right? (laughs) To, To talk to people. And we're not worried about how this physical, you know, affects them on the other end, using this space to really connect with them as impactfully as possible. And that's where the future is headed. And I think as certain salespeople start to embrace that and learn those skills, you know, if you don't have those, you're really going to be struggling to build those relationships and win that business. Yeah, I agree to you because uh, see, in this pandemic, everyone are getting adopted to virtual meetings. 
more than you know visit customer visit or traveling a longer a distance everyone are now having a habit of staying in one place and having a con call earlier before pandemic it was not that case everyone used to you know face to face meeting but now everyone have it in mind even through virtual selling meeting can happen right right even so, if it's just first part of the sales cycle or you know for once you have a relationship it's easier to connect virtually because you've established that relationship so yeah i think it's here to stay in a certain combination of you know events mm, yeah so i believe even in future it's going to continue this kind of a virtual selling uh, yeah so it's going to continue this skill is has to be adopted by each and every sales professional so that ahead it will going to help them and one more question is since there are few women in sales audience as well mm-hmm. so i want to know even for a women in sales learning this virtual selling skills how challenges it would be or is going to be easy for them what do you think well it's interesting so i've worked with thousands of sales people over the past 2 years on this skill and i think everybody has i'll say most people have their insecurities about being on camera i've found that women are more more aware of those or more in touch with those it's often oh i don't i look terrible on camera and they tend to be overcritical that's something that we have to learn how to deal with that inner critic and it's a challenge right you know nobody sees himself on video and goes oh i look fantastic it rarely happens even men but women tend to to really pick on some things and get self-conscious about it and it takes them out of the moment so i work with people sales people to look at their videos in a more objective way and sort of look at it as a director and evaluate yourself not on you know what's my hair doing and why do i look you know some of these characteristics that we're born with that you know <laughs> or you know one eyebrow does something when i the other one doesn't you know you can't help certain physical attributes and for the most part you were walking around in person looking just like you are on camera but you didn't know it and so the problem is we now have this awareness and it's hard to assimilate that so learning how to evaluate yourself on video without critically judging yourself so harshly is a really important skill. And so I teach people how to go through a video and just look for what did I do well, right? We're all doing something well. And then what did I do that not necessarily how I look, not focused on that, but what did I do that might cause my customer to tune out that made me appear like I wasn't confident or credible or I looked distracted? Those are the things that we want to look for those behaviors that we're doing that we can start to work on as opposed to I don't like the way I look because when we start there we often stop there because it's too overwhelming like oh I'm terrible on video and then we don't know where to begin to work on that skill so walking through it in a very practical manner almost looking at yourself as a director you know you're directing this show like what did that performer do that was good and what did they do that that maybe you know caused the audience to tune out and fixing those things and i believe uh, to just recheck the recording like whether uh, they've done well where it went wrong i think you no know, reviewing their uh, past uh, virtual selling meetings uh, will help them to improve their skills right what do you think oh yes absolutely and i always suggest people you know start by just get a baseline like record yourself on a call before you've really worked on anything and then make a list of you know like i said what you did well what needs to be worked on and then pick one thing to work on 
right? Pick one thing, work on that, whether it's eye contact, whether it's body language, whether it's your voice, how you're showing up energetically, work on that. And then, you know, as you get better at that, record yourself, see how you're doing, then work on the next thing. Because if you try to work on everything all at once, you'll get overwhelmed and and you'll spend too much time thinking about it. And you want to work on these things when you are off camera or when you are talking to friends or family on video, because you don't want to practice on your customer. Yeah, that's a very good idea, actually. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, too many people think, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll do this when I'm on with my customer. But if it's not something you do when you're not with your customer, when you're with friends or with family or peers, you're going to be thinking about it, right? You're going to be trying on new behavior and it's going to feel very unnatural. And it's going to take you out of the moment, which means you're not going to be really focused on your customer because you're going to be thinking about, am I making eye contact? Okay. I got to hold it here. Okay. I can check in for body language. Okay. Am I in frame? Oh, you know, I'm sitting up straight. How's my energy? Okay. I got to bring that up. You just can't do it. And also you have to take care of the questions, what questions you're going to ask next. Yeah, not, no. that doesn't even include the, you know, the <laughs> conversation, right? And managing your audience and your platform and maybe you're showing slides. Too much going on to be working on the skills during your calls. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you give a pass in between, then, you know, your audience is going to lose the interest and is going to move away. So you should ensure how you're going to engage the audience by asking more and more questions and you have to be alert with all your postures, gestures. And you're right because your audience, what we found about virtual selling is that audiences, customers, especially if you have a group of them, tend to be very passive. They aren't as quick to ask questions or answer questions. And so if you don't come prepared with a plan, like how you're going to interact, when you're going to interact and you do it consistently, then you're going to have a very flat presentation. You have very little interaction, which is, which is really uncomfortable for a salesperson, right? To throw a question out there and have nobody answering it. Many times it's because of the way salespeople ask questions and we can improve our interaction by just making sure one, that we're looking at the camera when we ask the question, because if I'm looking down and I ask you, how are you currently doing this? First of all, you may wonder if I really expect an answer because I'm not looking at you. And also, if there's other people on the call, I don't feel necessarily like like you're talking to me. Whereas if on video, everybody's having their own personal experience. So every person on that call, if you speak to the camera, will feel like you are talking just to them. So they'll feel a little more inclined to answer. Yeah. How I do is um, as and when you are giving me the answers for my last questions, I prepare the next question in my mind so that as soon as you complete your answer, the next question I'm going to ask you, you know, eye to eye contact. Because as and when you complete the answer, I'm reading the question, not seeing you face to face, eye to eye contact will not going to give a good impression between customers. So that technique I always use. I keep in mind my uh, next question so that as soon as you complete the first answer, the next is ready. Yeah, you want to be familiar with what you're going to say and what you're going to ask. And even if you have to check your notes, you know, that's okay. I think if you, I teach a technique, which actors use when they're rehearsing, which is if you need a line, if you need to find that question, you look down, you get the question and then you bring it back to the camera. So I might say, you know, I have another question for you. I want to make sure I get this right. Yeah. So tell me how many times you're, you know, having these video calls on a weekly basis. 
as opposed to me sort of looking down for a question and saying it. So how many times are you making these video calls? Right. It's a much different experience. So I don't have to be afraid to use my tools if I need to, but I need to use them in a way that keeps my audience engaged and disconnects as little as possible. My next question is like how this virtual selling is really going to help in increasing the sales revenue. That's really the bottom line, isn't it? Why are we doing this <laughs> if it's not going to increase sales? Well, there's a bunch of studies out that really show the impact of using video, whether it's sending a video to someone, they have higher open rates than regular prospecting emails. There's a study by gong.io, which does a lot of sales call analytics. And they found that sales calls that use video, they close more deals than sales calls that didn't. They studied like 67,000 sales calls and they found that wow. true. So if you think about it, it makes sense. It's much easier if you can't see someone to turn them down, to not talk to them, to put them off. Whereas if I see you in front of me, I know you're a real person and I feel a little sense of obligation to pay more attention, to be more engaged. And I'm more moved by your humanness, by you know your eye contact. I can see that you care. I can see that you're interested. I can see you're passionate about what you're selling. Those things, if you don't have your video on, those things all have to be carried by your voice and your words. And that's a heavy burden to put on those skills. So you have all these other tools when you're on video to communicate and to connect. So really, if you think about it, because we are human and that's how, you know, the another human's face is the most compelling thing to a human being. And there's, you know, studies that are done on that. So using that to your advantage to build a relationship which if you believe relationships are important to sales, you know, that can lead to that value-based relationship and, and sales. That's really true. Customer relationship is the, you know, is the foundation of any sales. Right. Yeah. So there's ways to build it that are not using video, but it takes a lot longer. It takes longer to trust somebody when you haven't seen them. It takes longer to you know, feel that they're credible, there's still a seed of doubt. Whereas if you just see someone, it can quickly remove a lot of those obstacles. There is a post I have written recently, customer is going to give you order because he likes you more than your product or service. It's still a people business. I mean, people buy from people and all things being equal, you know, if they like you better than your competitor, they're going to buy you, right? If they if they are on the fence, but they really like you, that, that can be the deciding factor, right? If they don't like you <laughs> or they don't feel like they know you or trust you, you've just added another obstacle that is either going to cause you to lose the sale or certainly elongate the process, which, which none of us want to do. My next question is like now women in sales, like women getting into sales is a big challenge globally. There is a lot of gender gap. Because of this virtual selling, how women get motivated to get into sales? Well, I think it's leveled the playing field a little bit, right? Because now we are able to connect from wherever we were and women that perhaps had families and obligations beyond their job that kept them from taking a sales job that required a lot of traveling now have the ability to manage their own schedule and be at home. So I think that opens up the door to 
a lot of women who be really terrific in sales. And there's a lot of industries too that have recognized that they've been very slow to accommodate women's needs or to invite women into their organization and promote them. And that's changing, not quickly enough, but it is changing. And so I think it's a different environment now. So women that have maybe tried sales 10 years ago and found it, you know, not an environment they felt wanted or are comfortable in, I think they'd find it a different experience now in in a lot of companies. Um, There's certainly not across the board, but there are places where that equity has been really worked on by the company and the managers and the teams to, to really make people feel on an equal basis. And so I think women have a much better chance to feel like they fit in and belong than they did 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's really a right uh, answer. Actually, you know, recently one uh, girl approached me and she said, I'm really scared to travel alone uh, because of security reasons, all this. I think that kind of a mindset girl who is really afraid to travel alone, you know, for a sales visit, customer visit, I think for them, this helps. Yeah, absolutely. It does opens up lots of opportunities for people that didn't want to travel for whatever reason, security, health. Family. family. Yes, there's all there's all kinds of reasons that traveling is not too much fun anymore. So I, I get it. And uh, tell us about your book, Look Me in the Eye. Yes. So my book, Look Me in the Eye, was born out of, you know, salespeople working with all the the changes going on to transition to working on camera. And I used a lot of the examples from the salespeople that I worked with and their challenges and questions that they had about, well, how do I connect with a customer on camera? What if I'm using two screens? What if I have a hundred people on a call? And what if I'm presenting or I'm doing a demo? So I tried to address all the questions that salespeople have about communicating on video and staying connected with their audience. So I approach it from the aspect of, you know, certainly a an actor or a reporter. I interviewed lots of sports reporters and TV personalities to see how they connected with their audience. And so took those learnings and put it into the book so that salespeople can really figure out just tactically, okay, what do I need to do? How often do I need to look at the camera? When can I look away and not really break that connection with my customer? How can I read body language while I'm looking at the camera? And what does that body language mean? Because a lot of the body language we're seeing on screen can mean different things than it would if we saw it in person just because of how people show up in front of a screen. So I tried to address all those to give people, salespeople really a, a guide as they're going through to not just be on camera, but to connect on camera and to really start to build those relationships and, and use the medium for what it's the possibilities of what it can bring to them. Yeah, I think connect is so important. It it is not just being in the camera, but actually you're connecting and engaging with your customer. Right. It's so much more than just, okay, just turn on the camera and do what (laughs) you normally do. It's, you know, absolutely. So it's taking some of the basics that now we're on camera. Okay, how do we take it to the next level and really make people feel like they are sitting across from us having a cup of coffee? That's how we connect with people is by creating that environment and that we have control over on, you know, how we behave on camera. But do you think mindset plays a role because, you know, you really have to have a good mindset to interact, to have that energy 
Yes, mindset is absolutely important, especially before a call, because energy is, like I said earlier, energy is depleted when we're on camera. So we have to bring energy and energy is directly related to how much we care about something. Camera is also a lie detector. It picks up when people are, you know, they're incongruent or they're pretending to be interested. We can see that we're as humans, we're really good at reading people's, you know, what's going on behind their eyes. And when your eyes are front and center on this screen, and that's all your customer has to look at, you better be, you know, you better be congruent, you better be on point. So I have to really show up in a way that is, I'm excited to be here. I'm in the moment. I'm present. I'm here for you. Because if I'm a little bit distracted, my eye contact's off and I'm moving around, you know, I'm not going to make that impression that is going to help me meet you halfway. And so it is starts with a mindset like, why am I on this call? Why am I jumping on with this customer? What am I, how do I want them to feel And how can I transfer that feeling? Like if I want you to get excited about something, I have to think about, okay, what's exciting that I'm going to share? And I can't wait to really share this with them. So we have to get in that state. And that does start, you know, mentally. And then it starts, you know, it starts running through your body physically. And it comes out as a transfer of energy. And uh, how important to have the preparation before your virtual uh, call? absolutely important. You know, actors would never wait until, you know, the camera goes on to be in camera ready position and and energy. So getting yourself prepared before those calls is so important. Certainly learning the skills off camera and on camera with peers and friends. So you're not struggling to figure out where to move and where to look and, and how to just be free in this environment, but also preparing in terms of being confident with your message doesn't necessarily mean you have to memorize the whole thing, but just being confident about what you want to get across, knowing how you're going to start, how you're going to lead into this conversation. I would say nerves are, you know, whether you're an actor or a salesperson, nerves are always the highest right at the beginning of the call, right? That's when we're most nervous. So knowing what is that first line I'm going to say? What is, what is that? So I have that memorized. And then when I say it, once you get into it, then your, your muscle memory starts to kick in and you, you know, get more confident. But if you flub up that first line, you're trying to think of something smart or funny in the moment, and it falls flat, or you can't think of anything, then you're starting out, you're hurting your confidence right in the beginning. So really, really nailing that first moment is important, because it's also your first impression, right? So you want to make sure and get that right. At least a few first questions are what you're going to discuss initially. If you prepare that well, I think then things fall in place. They do. Yes. Yes. And one more question is, especially for you, I want to ask, other than sales, you know, we are talking about customer order sales. Other than sales professionals, how important this virtual selling other professions? I think this is a skill that everybody needs for the future. Um, And I think it's interesting. A lot of times people are not considering themselves in sales, but they actually are part of the customer team, right? They are instrumental, whether they're subject matter experts or technical experts or customer service, they're part of that customer's experience. And so while you may not technically have a role that says salesperson, you are dealing with customers and you are contributing to that whole experience of uh, your company and your 
your product and service. So it's important to have those good experiences. Like when I talk to someone in customer service, if they're not looking at me and I'm telling them about how I'm really having a problem and they're looking away or they look distracted, I'm not, that's not going to be a good experience. I'm not going to feel like they're listening. Right. And that's what a customers want. They want to be heard and they want to be seen and understood. And so these are skills that really transcend sales and really apply to most roles in business. Even if you're just, if you have to speak to your manager, do you want to present yourself in a way that communicates confidence and enthusiasm, or do you want them to doubt your ability to do your job? All these things are what you are conveying through the camera, whether you're aware of it or not. So learning how to navigate this environment is really a vital skill in business, no matter what your role is. Even I see podcasts, you know, now many talk shows, video talk show, video podcast. And uh, even uh, with your boss, as you said, there are so many other professions like where uh, this, this virtual call, virtual meetings, everywhere now it's all started. Even if you want to talk to your boss, your teams. And we can improve collaboration and acceptance of ideas if we can communicate effectively on camera, right? That's why we are communicating. That's why we don't do everything via email or Slack, right? Because we want to have those interactions and we want to see how things land on a different person and, and see how energized they are by what we've presented. And so you want to use all those tools and be able to communicate those qualities to your team or your manager or whoever you're talking to and also the coaches right now every coaching is happening through zoom call or whatever so even for a coaches this kind of a virtual selling skill is so important absolutely it, you know if, if you're a coach and you want someone you know when you're talking to someone about improving something that they're doing and that's a that can be a very sensitive conversation you're going to have much more credibility and appear more empathetic if you're looking at them through the camera, right? And if your face expresses empathy and, you know, it's all these signals we get from people that really start to create that relationship. And we can do that with video if we learn to use it well. And just want to know what is your daily habits, which, uh, you know, others also can follow. My daily habits. Well, <laughs> certainly varies if I'm getting up to a podcast or <laughs> get in a workshop. So I always warm up before I get up. I warm up first before I get in front of the computer, right? I make sure I get my, get my energy up. I always have a glass of water with lemon because lemon clears the, the vocal cords and lubricates so you can speak more freely and not get dry mouth, which is awful on video. And just make sure I'm, you know, energized before I show up. And then, of course, I look at what I have ahead and I do some preparation. I usually try to prepare the day before if I've got a podcast like this, prepare for, you know, the talking points and know my audience just so I can go into it with some some comfort. Right. And not scrambling at the last minute. Like, oh, yeah, I get what am I doing today? OK, because that's that nervousness will read on the camera if you don't take care of it, if you don't allow yourself the time to properly prepare and you know, be aware of what you're doing. I think more than face-to-face -face meeting, uh, this kind of small, small things, this nervousness, everything will show up very easily, I believe, right? It is. It's The camera magnifies a lot of behavior. That's why we have to understand, and I talk about in the book, we have to understand how the camera sees things. 
because how the camera sees things, how it reads behavior is how your customer reads behavior. So we may not know that something we're doing is terribly distracting or hurting our credibility. And we need to be aware of those things and understand what the experiences it your customer is having on their screen, because otherwise you're just operating in the dark and hoping for the best. And so I walked through in the book, like, what does the camera do to your body language? Why do most people appear very stony faced on video? You know, they have an expression I call resting business face, right? It's very blank. It doesn't show any emotion or expression and it's hard to connect to, right? If I'm talking to somebody and their face is just blank the whole time, or they're telling me good news or say, well, that's going to save you a hundred thousand dollars, you know, and their face could be the same as if they were saying pass the salt, right? That's not congruent, right? It doesn't match your words. And it also doesn't give me, the listener, anything to connect with. So you want to make sure that your face is expressing what, you know, what emotions are going on or what is appropriate. So, uh, so very often people do not smile on video. It's a rare occasion. And so I always say, you know, that's one of our power tools on video because a smile conveys friendliness, approachability, likability, all these qualities that you want associated with you, right? So you have to look for places to smile, right? You have to smile in the beginning. And it's interesting because a smile is one of the things that the camera won't pick up unless it's a full smile. A lot of people think they're smiling, you know, and, 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 and they're just barely turning up their, their lips. And so on camera, that doesn't really read like a smile. So if you're going to smile, you have to fully commit to a smile and not a big phony smile. You have to think about why am I smiling? I'm smiling because I'm happy to, to see you, right? I'm smiling because we're talking about my favorite subject or I, you know, I'm excited what you just shared with me. So find reasons to smile and to be more expressive because I would say, you know, if your face has nothing to say, why are you on video? right? If it's not adding anything to the conversation or supporting your conversation, then it could be a phone call. Yeah, that's true. I think more than, uh, you know, selling skills, your mindset, that plays an important role because your mindset only is going to make you smile, right? If you have a yes. good mindset. Yes. And that's one of the things I talk about in the book, because it's, if you just paste on a phony smile, people can sense that something's off right? We, we are very aware of that as human beings. And, and like I said, because your face is magnified in this small screen, we'll pick that up. And that just sows a seed of doubt in your customer's mind. So it's important to really, you know, part of that preparation is why am I having this conversation? And what am I excited about? And, and getting to that point where you can't wait to have this conversation. That's the type of energy that reads really well on camera and that you want to try to bring to those calls. And that will help you be more expressive and more engaged with your audience. And it'll make them feel more engaged. And uh, since we are having sales audience here, three key selling skills, which you want to share with us. Three key selling skills. Well, certainly presenting yourself well on video is the primary skill I'm focused on now is how do we present ourselves well and and the book is really a manual for that. But also, I think learning how to use referrals and how to work with customers and to get, you know, expand our referral base. I think that's very important today as we're trying to grow our customer base to use our present customers and have them help us expand our network working with people that already like us, right? That's yeah. the, one of the easiest ways to, to build cool. business. 
And then I guess thirdly would be using video to prospect. Right now, we have a really great opportunity to draw more attention or to to get more attention from our audience by using video. But more and more people are using video and pretty soon it's going to be as crowded as email, right? It's going to be another spam layer. Getting on board with using video to send messages to prospects, to create you know, to use as follow-up to calls, I think is is very important to start to use video in your sales cycle. I think can really help you. Yeah, that's a very good uh, uh, sales skills you have shared us. My last question is, what is that secret of your success overall? What is the secret of my success? I think it's really the ability to adapt and to see a need and to address it. So for instance, whether it's seeing a need in a client and being able to see how you can solve that problem and adapt it quickly, or like in my own business, seeing that, oh gosh, everybody's going virtual. And I learned a skill to help people do this and how to create a product around that, that helps salespeople, you know, address that challenge. So being able to, to pivot and adapt, especially in this ever-changing environment has been really important to my success in addition to just being resilient, you know, and I think that's such an important for sales is just keep going, right? Not letting things knock you down or knock you down for long, right? Uh, We all get rejected. I learned as an actor, like I I thought sales rejection was bad, but as an actor, (laughs) I mean, they really are rejecting you In sales. At least you can say, well, they didn't like my product. They didn't like my service. And so, you know, when a person, another actor told me one time, they said, you know, there's a part for every actor and you just haven't found it yet. And there's a sale for every salesperson. And so you have to just keep going and learn from each encounter and keep moving forward. That's awesome. Yeah. We have to push ourselves forward, even though there are many rejections in our life. I think there's a lot of courageous salespeople out there because it isn't, it isn't easy, right? Or everybody would it's do not it. Easy. Yeah. And what is your advice for our women audience for, for sales? I would say you, you know, pick your spot. There are lots of organizations that are looking for great salespeople. So make sure as you go through the interview process that you feel comfortable with the people that you're going to be working with because you do have more options now. So don't just get lost by the the shiny object or the money or the position or the title look for somewhere where you feel like you can really be heard and respected and feel comfortable with your peers and your managers and that you can really grow in and that that respects you. And uh, any podcast or any books, of course, your book is really great. Other than that book, any book or any podcast, which you suggest us to listen or watch? I would say as far as books, one book that really spoke to me that I reread every once in a while is called The One Thing. And it's really about what is the most important thing you can do that will make everything else easier. And I think it's a great frame of reference to consider as we have so many different choices and options and ways to go and paths in front of us. It helps me sort of remember like, why am I doing this? And what is the most important thing I'm trying to achieve? And what what am I doing that is important and contributes to that goal? And what am I doing that is maybe not necessary? So that's been a book that's really stuck with me the past few years. Okay, thanks for that. How people can approach you like uh, through LinkedIn or through email? 
Sure. You can reach me on LinkedIn. It's Julie Hansen sales training, or you can email me at Julie at acting There's all kinds of blogs and videos on my website at juliehanson.live on many of the things that we talked about the, you know, how do you make eye contact? How do you read body language? How do you use your body language on video? So you can be sure and check that out too. Okay. So thank you, Julie, for sharing wonderful insights on virtual selling. I'm sure all the audience must have learned a lot about the new selling skills. Well, I hope so. My pleasure and uh, great chatting with you today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sell Like Her podcast. Do subscribe and share it so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening to successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.